uh, this year. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay, there is that go. better? Yep, yep. Better sound there? Yep. I am uh, a guy who's uh, been around <laughs> for a while uh, playing music. I'm, I'm a singer. That singer has been doing his thing around here for a long time. I'm Ken Cooper. Welcome to Around River City. This time I'm really happy to talk with an old friend of mine, Joe Cody. I'm sure you've seen and heard Joe perform somewhere over the years. Got quite a story to tell, and we will get right to it next on Around River City. Hey, thanks for being here for Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. I'm talking with Joe Cody. He's a musician and an old friend of mine. As a matter of fact, he was one of the first people I ever met when I moved to lacrosse. Seems like music has always been a part of Joe's life. So why don't we start close to the beginning? I've been uh, been active in the music business. Um, my first band, I was uh, 18, and uh, and then I've uh, gone through a lot of different phases with this. I've been real active in the lacrosse area musically um, since uh, the late 80s. I'm a Crawford County boy. Uh, which is, uh, if you know, little Appalachia down there, you know, <laughs> you know, what they say about Crawford County, they can never, ever solve a a, a really serious crime because everybody has the same DNA. <laughs> uh, that's it's one of the. <laughs> it's, you're kind of out in the woods there when you're in Crawford County, but uh, uh, I should you maybe, said that I, maybe I should we, qualify my audience here. Who am I? Who am I talking the, the, to? The the viewpoints expressed in this podcast. <laughs> No, I love Joe's Crawford alone. County. I'm a, I'm a rolling ground boy. So uh, if you uh, know the Kickapoo and Gaze Mills and uh, Soldiers Grove and up on the ridge where they have the the Apples uh, rolling ground is that little community, and that's basically where I was raised. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about rolling ground. Yeah. Uh, but let's kind of start in the middle of your life, sure. which is where I came into knowing you. You are one of the people that I have known for the longest in this town because you worked at the group of radio stations uh, that I worked at when I came to Lacrosse from North Carolina. Um, WKTY, and at the time it was WSPL, 90, it was uh, Mix 96, now it's 95.7 The Rock. It was, uh, it was a treat to work with you there. I, yeah, I, you were in sales and I was on the I air. Was. Sales. Well, I did some on-air stuff, peculiar on-air stuff, but uh, I wasn't. A, I wasn't. I didn't hold down a, a segment other than our Saturday morning fiascos um, uh, with uh, Bernadette and myself. But yeah, uh, that was. Um, well, let's get a little uh, radio nerdy, I guess. That was a live show that was done. Uh, it aired on WKTY, and it was on the weekends from the uh, Nutbush city limits. And it was just. Was it two hours? Or uh, hour. It was actually three hours. Three hours. Six to nine. Six to nine. It was, uh, and it was insane. Yeah. Uh, well, I remember was... when I first got here, one of my first jobs is was I would be the guy back in the studio running the board, as we say, running the controls, listening to you guys do the show. And I believe my first thought was, what the hell <laughs> is this? Yeah. So yeah. explain what it was. Well, uh, you know, the ringmaster was a fellow named John Bernadotte, and John Bernadotte, uh, God rest his soul, he just passed away within the last few months. But uh, John Bernadotte was uh, an absolute legend uh, in lacrosse. Uh, he goes all the way back to the Lindy Shannon days. Uh, his first band was Johnny and the Shy Guys. 
They had a top 40 hit. They traveled coast to coast. Uh, he was he was a, a rock star in the in the 60s in this town, and his band was too. And uh, then he decided to get off the road and not be a rock star uh, and to make his living uh, and uh, to be an entertainer in the area. And all the time he did that, he did radio to su supplement his his uh, playing. And uh, he, he had uh, his most notorious uh, band after Bernadette and Briggs, or after Johnny and the Shy Guys, for a while it was Sonny and Her Guys, and then it was Bernadette and Briggs. And yeah. uh, anybody who was around the lacrosse area in the 80s, uh, if you ever went into any hotel, you were going to hear Bernadette and Briggs because they were playing five nights a week, uh, at depending on what... Uh, what t hotel they were at at the time, which was what it was in those days. And what was the name of the show on that Saturday morning? It was um, Bernadette and Cody in the morning. Yeah, Bernadette and Cody in the morning. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it sure was a, a joyful show. Well, Bernadette was an incredible uh, uh, comedian. I was a straight man, but he was an incredible uh, talent, uh, not only as a great musician, but a, a, a comedian and a, and a great on-air presence. And he had a lot of experience uh, doing radio. It was sure something you you won't hear anymore. Unfortunately, it is. It, it was the last hurrah of that type of thing. Uh, just to be fair, uh, KDY had done that for a number of years, and before us, there was a grand old man named Earl Hunter. Remember Earl oh, Hunter? Oh, I remember Earl. He was sure. the farm director. Yep, the farm director. <laughs> uh, Earl used to do the Saturday morning show before us, and uh, and then we we uh, transported trans over to it. I think we did it from about 91 to, I'm saying 95 maybe. Uh, and I don't know if that's somewhere right to there. you. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it was uh, it was a blast. It was great, great fun. And um, John Bernadette had uh, everything to do with me becoming involved with the music scene in lacrosse. I was going to ask, was there a connection between him and your introduction to music? Absolutely. Here? Absolutely. Uh, How did that happen? Well, uh, it was ironic. Uh, as we were talking before, um, uh, well, I don't, let me just skip back real quick to the very beginning. I had I started playing in my teenage years. Uh, my very first band, we won a state championship for a battle of the bands with uh, uh, the Junior G uh, Chamber of Commerce back in the 60s and 70s. They do that every year. Nice. Congratulations. Won, thank you. Thank you. We, the band broke up the very next week. Uh, well, but, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, but the next band that I had, we went to Nashville, and we had an opportunity to record there in the in the early '70s, uh, and had a great little country. Run. Were you straight country Correct. then? Okay. Yeah, it was a band called Onyx, and uh, we uh, we were uh, had a good run for the in the early '70s, and I was the lead singer. I w didn't play guitar in those days. I didn't think I ever could, and I'm still not sure I can. <laughs> but, uh, I had a religious experience. Uh, quit doing. Uh, regular uh, got, uh, rock and roll, uh, dedicated myself to uh, to gospel music and, and ended up doing that uh, throughout the rest of the 70s and through the 80s. And uh, towards the end of the 80s, uh, we were going through a difficult time. And uh, well, uh, my wife at the time and I uh, had a, a, a restaurant in Spring Grove. And uh, I had had a long association with Another one of our, your your stations here, KQIB. Oh, yeah. I I had done a gospel show on KQIB for about seven years, okay. and uh, just a, a weekend show, and uh, so the the owner there uh, brought this fella to 
talked to us about doing a live radio show from our restaurant. And who is that? John Bernadotte. <laughs> so John Bernadotte shows up at our restaurant, and I had heard of him. He was a legend, and I was, you know, I was always a, a music with the, a musician with the, his ear to the to the to the wind with the in talent, and he was he was very very well known. Did all the, you know, all the uh, uh, parades, and you know, he was he was legendary at that time. Yeah. And so he comes in, starts doing a radio show. He didn't even know me from Adam. Uh, but we set something up, and on the very first show, he's playing his little tunes, and and I'm back there flipping eggs and, on, a, on a Saturday morning breakfast show, and uh, I said, you know, I sing a little bit, and uh, so uh, he, I come out, grab a microphone, we sing something, and it was just magic. We just connected immediately. And what is that like? Uh, it is magical. It really is. Uh, it's. Uh, it's a real treat. Uh, I have, I've been blessed to know that uh, a few times and really have known the, the power of that. Um, I had a great gospel group that had great harmonies. Um, uh, my, my family band, uh, we had the family DNA thing and there was great harmonies there. Um, uh, I had a band with uh, called Sweet Cat and the Rat Pack with Chan Arden and Kathy Peterson, and we had that there. Um, but Bernadotte and Briggs and I had it special. It was great. It was really just immediately a connection, you know, the hair on your uh, neck stands up type of thing. Did Did you ever consider trying to go somewhere bigger? Do, something, do something bigger, yeah. You know, uh, by the time... Uh, you know, I made my run in the in the early 70s. Uh, I I did the Nashville trip, uh, and uh, I, do I wish I could have made a made a bigger swing at that? Yeah, but uh, by the time I hooked up with Bernadette, we were in the same position. We were a couple of guys with a bunch of kids, each of us, and we were just trying to survive. You know, so what we did together is jingles. And that was the that was the first business thing that we did together. Besides playing gigs, we were we were doing jingles for places all over lacrosse the tri-state area. <laughs> I'm going to put you at the spot. You don't have to. Sure. But can you can you you've got your guitar? Sure. Can you play a jingle well, or two I'll, that I'll you just do did? Do it a cappella because I'm not sure the key, but okay. probably. Uh, and this is uh, in the uh, in the late '90s. Service and understanding, State Bank of Lacrosse. We will be here throughout the years. We will work for you. So ah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of road. That we, I think we got to, we get nominated for a Grammy for that one. Up and I was, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you were robbed if you weren't. Yeah, no, we we had a lot of. Uh, it was great working with Bernadette. He, we, like I said, we were just being practical at the time and wanting to feed the kids and and. Uh, uh, another duo partner that I am just absolutely delighted about and know my future is with my my wife Jackie, and uh, um, God gave me the gift of a a wonderful relationship uh, some ten years ago, and uh, we started out by singing together, <laughs> and uh, so uh, I'm really looking forward to that in the future is to singing more with her and uh, the music that we're making together. So, uh, well, that's a good thing to look forward to. What? Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, like they just wrote a song about her yesterday, but I haven't got it ready to play yet. So, 
This is Around River City, the podcast about the people that make this such a cool place to live. You can find all of the podcasts and subscribe so you never miss an episode at AroundRiverCity.com. I'll be right back with more from Joe Cody. Welcome back to Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper, and I'm really having a great conversation with musician Joe Cody. One thing that has always struck me about live music is that it it seems to be the only art form where every time you experience it, it's it's brand new. A painting is the same painting every time you look at it, but every time you hear live music performed, it's new. Every performance is an original work. It's similar, of course, but unlike the previous. That's that's well put. I, I appreciate that, and I get that too. Uh, because it, yeah, we we rarely uh, uh, can perfectly reproduce it. It comes out with a little different pizzawi every time. Do you have that rock star fantasy or that 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 super successful musician fantasy? You know, I've I've boy, I've, I've had that. You know, over the years, uh, you know, we we've had some runs, and when you have, you know, when you have a great big old group of people out there yelling and screaming, and and you feel like you're connecting with them, and you know, I don't think it's as much about being a rock star as, as it is just enjoying that connection and that, you know, that unity and that oneness, uh, you know, and if, if I'm the guy leading the parade or, you know, uh, you know, stirring, stirring it up uh, and, and people are with me, it's, uh, it's, it's a great feeling. Uh, and it's, you know, I tell you, uh, this is going to sound really weird, Ken, but... Um, you know, music is all about connection to me. It really is. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, besides, you know, I'm doing my duos and I do some band stuff these days and I do some solo stuff. One of the things I, I really, really love doing these days are, are the assisted livings and the nursing homes and the old oh, folks. You know. Yeah. I love that, and I, and I tell you why because I sing songs that get them excited. Uh, because uh, I, I try and find common ground and get them singing with me. And I, that's precious to me, man. That's that's really, yeah. that's as precious as it is, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, singing to my little grandkids and seeing them smile at me while I'm singing, uh, uh, you know, Rockabye Baby or... I suppose in some ways, whether it's two people or 20 or a thousand, it's still that connection. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Uh, did you ever consider never picking up your guitar again? Did you ever get to a point like that? Mm-mm. No, no. I um, I got one in every room, and uh, um, I don't, you know, I don't practice religiously uh, like some guys do, and my guitar player <laughs> expresses that. Uh, but uh, you know, I love uh, picking up my guitar and just strumming it and. Uh, can I just do that for you right now? Just, yeah, uh, please do. Just, uh, just that that that. Uh, there's just something about that sound that just uh, makes me happy. You know? Yeah, that's a beautiful guitar. It looks like you have lived with that guitar for a while. I've had it since 1980. So what does that make it? 40 years. Earlier. Martin D41. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it was a gift to me actually. Um, I, how about that, huh? Yeah. Uh, back in the days of, um, of my uh, my uh, gospel days, and uh, I was a worship leader. 
and uh, I love doing that too. That's uh, that's high high music there. And uh, this guy says, you know, I really like what you're doing, but I think you should have a better guitar to do it. And I said, okay, <laughs> whatever. You know, that sounds like a plan. And this this fellow was. Uh, you know, affluent and able, and uh, before you knew it, I had this guitar, and uh, it was top shelf, and it's it served me really well. You can tell you have loved and played that guitar. It's been it's been. Uh, What's it been through with you? Yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, uh, I've uh, like I said, I've played it in many countries, and uh, um, I've played it. Uh, you know, back in the the gospel days, we had about five or six state area that we uh that we traveled and and performed in and uh um with bernadotte i, I can still remember when i first started playing with bernadotte and uh, i was doing a uh, uh trout days in uh, in preston uh minnesota and i think it was one of my first parades with him and uh, it was like 40 degrees <laughs> of course and maybe even colder <laughs> And at the end of the parade, I looked down and I saw I had a crack in my guitar. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a memory. But uh, breaking it in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a great sounding guitar, and uh, you know, I'm. I'm guessing there's more to it than just its sound. I, you you seem to get a peaceful quality about you when you are holding and playing that guitar. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. I mean. Uh, you know, he said I'm. You know, in a town like this with so many great guitar players, uh, I, I make no, uh, you know, no claims to being much of a guitar player other than being able to play a chord and let that chord resonate. And uh, but there's, you know, that's a pretty thing right there. You know. That is nice. This is quite a musical town, isn't it? Isn't it though? Isn't it though? I'm glad that you brought that up, and uh, I would like to, uh, I like to put a plea in. Um, this is a very musical town, and I, you know, I, I've been around, I guess, somewhat. You know, I've been to Nashville, and I, I know that there are towns that really promote their musical abilities. This town is rich, and I, I wish there was a way to. I wish there were more venues that would would uh, uh, you know work that way. There there are some happening. I appreciate the efforts that uh, you know uh, that uh, the different uh, businesses are making. And of course, we're, we've come through such a hard time with this mm -hmm. with this pandemic that just uh, just crushed um, all the good things that were happening, all the festivals and all the indoor concerts. Yeah. But, uh, uh, it, yeah, there's a lot of talent of all ages. Uh, some of these young folks uh, can really play and great, make great music. And we got some great veterans out there. I'm talking about musical veterans who, who play really well. Yeah. Yeah, we are definitely a musical area. Just a reminder that you can enjoy Joe's streamed concert from the Sound Lounge by going to aroundrivercity.com. That's AroundRiverCity.com, and we'll have more to come with Joe Cody on Around River City. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper, just hanging out with an old friend of mine, musician Joe Cody. Joe and I, as I've mentioned, go way back, so this has really been a nice 
kind of meandering conversation we've had. I, I didn't really plan a lot to talk about. I knew I wouldn't have to, but I knew I had to bring up one of my favorite questions to ask musicians. Do you remember the first song you ever fell in love with or the first <laughs> song that made you love music? Well, it's funny, because uh, I was just started to play it here. You know, um, I mean, I, you know, um, I... I go back to Elvis, you know, I was uh, I was six years old when Elvis came on the Ed Sullivan show. Again, we come back to the to art. It changed the the way we perceive our society. It did. Yeah, it did. It altered the course, uh, you know, of history, literally, uh, you know, and there was a whole stream that followed after him. But he was the king and, and his impression was incredibly powerful on me. I was 13. Uh, when uh, when the Beatles showed up on Ed Sullivan, and you know, I was uh, I was like one of those little girls going through puberty too. I just went <laughs> crazy for them. I was, were you aware of them much before that? Well, no, they had just just broken on the radio, uh, but it was it was it was a tidal wave. I mean, they were uh, the force that they hit with was just phenomenal, and uh, you know, still my favorite group. You know, I, I mean, I love all kinds of music, but uh, I can turn on Beatles and listen to them. Uh, morning till night. Um, well, you'll be happy to know that my 11-year-old daughter, who who bought a turntable recently, loves the Beatles. Nice. Have you heard Paul's new stuff? Yeah. Did you? Isn't that awesome? He's not sitting back on his laurels. Beautiful. I'm so impressed. Did he play every instrument himself? Yeah. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about your show. Now we are recording this conversation. Uh, before your Friday night live stream event at AroundRiverCity.com. You said you're going to focus on your uh, on your favorite classic song writers. Yeah. What can we look forward to hearing? Uh, I'm going to be doing some of the older stuff, uh, some of the old country. I've uh, fallen in love with Willie Nelson again. Uh, and have you heard his new album? That I have not heard. I love Willie, but I have not heard that. He has a new album that is just an absolute treasure, man. It's called uh, First Rose of Spring. And uh, I'm going to be doing a song off of that um, that is just, well, it's called Don't Let the Old Man In. Oh, so, interesting. <laughs> it seems pretty relevant for a 70-year-old guy <laughs> like me. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Willie's going to be in there. Bob Dylan's going to be in there. Um, you know, Johnny Cash is going to be in there. The Beatles. Um, I have a particular affection for uh, Cat Stevens. Uh, I did a Cat Stevens show I did T for the Tillerman a few years ago, mm. and he's actually redoing that album uh, with his son. Well, speaking of his son, tell me about your children and music. Yeah. Well, um, boy, you are blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Thank you. Um, I'm. I've. Uh, you know, um, we had a lot of. <laughs> I guess uh, back in this in the '70s when all of my children were being uh, birthed. Uh, we we weren't big on TV, and uh, so we we. I've heard you were a hippie. You know, I think I I, I roughly fallen you know uh, into that category. Yeah. You know, I had the hair for it for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, we 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 sang a lot as a, as a family, and uh, and I think that's the I think that's the biggest advantage of uh, uh, you know music education in general is just I I didn't have any training. You know, I was uh, I didn't uh, didn't. You know, I picked up guitar along the way, uh, but I had no training whatsoever. And uh, in, in high school, I thought sports was more important than music. Duh. 
Uh, and not that I, I love. I bet sports. you're not still playing football, are you? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Alabama didn't want me. Um, um, but uh, so I, yeah, I was able to uh, enjoy a lot of music with my. I have five children. Uh, performed with them all. Uh, uh, we had a, a band uh, that. Um, was called Rolling Ground Band. I remember that. Yeah, I referred to uh, my my old area back in, in yeah. Crawford County, and uh, we were we had uh, some pretty cool ex- uh, experiences with that. I think there was uh, that DNA is is a real thing, you know, whether it's the Statler Brothers or. Do you remember the, the first time brothers. hearing all you and your kids sing together? Uh well, I mean that. We, I guess that was the, there were kids. Yeah, my my uh, my son. <laughs> Uh, Shay Cody, who still performs regularly, uh, he made his uh, he made his uh, debut at two years old in a church in Michigan, and he sang uh, uh, "Amazing Grace," how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me, a two year old. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a great run. We really did. Uh, that had three of my five children, and it, and it's kind of started uh, on a fluke and. Uh, and just uh, went really strong. And by the time we got done, four years later, uh, we had opened up for the likes of uh, Three Dog Night and Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and REO Speedwagon. And but I mean, a lot of work. Well, yeah, yeah. We, uh, um, you know, Dad wasn't the best manager. Uh, we, I, I kind of overdid it, I think, and everybody kind of burned out. And they were young when we started, and then they got to a point where they wanted to do something different, too. I was going to ask how music has affected you, but I, I, music just is a part of it. It's like your arm, I think. Yeah, it's become that way, I guess. Um, I, you know, um, you know I've, I've been so blessed. There's so many uh, fantastic musicians I've been able to um, share the stage with and, and uh, uh, just year before last, I did a year with the the fabulous Baloney Skins. I don't know if you're familiar with that band. They're a <laughs> yes. lacrosse band, a bunch of veteran great players, and uh, did a year of gigs with them, and it was just awesome. Uh, and I still have my old Dr. Rumley's Snuff Band, uh, which is that's my very first band that we uh, played with. I two of the original members, and I still play together. Uh, nice. Three or four times a year, depending on you know the COVID situation. Did you ever play, this is, again, this is just for me and you. I don't know if anybody listening will be interested in this. Did you ever play with Emil McAndrew? Do you remember Emil? Uh, oh, I remember Emil. I sure did. I remember working with him. And we Emil did was some, our engineer at WKTY, yes. I should say. And yes. he played, he was a deadhead. Uh, and he played, was he bass guitar? He was or a bass guitarist. Bass guitar yeah. player. And they would play up at the Black Horse right. in Winona. And they would play, they wouldn't stop the songs. They would just play these songs. And, and I asked him one time, why don't you guys ever rest? And he said, we, we never know how to stop a song. We never <laughs> practice the ending, so we can't stop. Uh, so we just go, one of us will be yelling, just go into this song. So, <laughs> so did, aren't one of the studios uh, named after Emil? Yeah, one of our studios in this yeah. building is With the Emil McAndrew studio. studio. Yeah. Yeah. Emil was uh, a giant, a tremendous, tremendous talent. Um, I had the opportunity to do a few gigs with him, and I did some recording with him. In his, uh, he had a studio in his house, um, but uh, uh, he was famous for bands, uh, the the fabulous Ferraris, and uh, North Country Band. Uh, um, but yeah, tragic. Um, we lost him way too, way too young. Too young. Yeah, but uh, I remember Emil for sure. 
Good stuff. What a trip down memory lane this yeah. has been. Yeah. What are you excited about these days? What are you looking forward to? Well, just getting to play again, you know. You know, turning on the, the PA and getting in front of a group of people and rocking out. Uh, I'm, I'm dying. I mean, I'm just really eager to do it. I appreciate Brittany uh, giving me a call and, and thank, you know, you guys for, for letting this ha happen. And uh, you got a beautiful stage in there. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to rock out too crazy, but I'm, I'm just looking forward to getting up and see if I can still do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Uh, I'm sure you can. I'm well, sure you can. I, I'm certainly looking forward to it and uh, appreciate you Yeah, guys. looking forward to the show yeah. very much. I think we'll wrap things up here and take sure. us out with something you've written. I would written. love to. Well, I mentioned um, John Bernadotte, uh, a tremendous uh, influence on me. But he was a, even a better, better friend. And uh, so this song came to me, and I hope I can sing it. Um, I haven't sang for a while, but this is this song came to me in, in one of those Flashpoint songs. I don't I don't write songs. I catch them, uh, and this is one I caught for him. And again, uh, John Bernadotte, rest in peace. This is called You Are My Friend. People keep talking about silver and gold. Get enough money, you'll be happy, that's what we're told. But all the money in the world will someday get old It can't compare to a friend to hold But you are my friend, that's so plain for me to see Oh man, I wish I could do that. You know, write a song, sing a song. I guess that's, of course, why we all admire the people that can do those things. By the way, if you want to hear Joe's song in its entirety, stick around. I've got a bonus segment coming up right after I wrap things up here. And you can check out Joe's entire Sound Lounge performance at AroundRiverCity.com. That's also where you can subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Till next time, thanks for listening. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. about silver and gold get enough money you'll be happy that's what we're told but all the money in the world will someday get old it can't compare to a friend to hold but you are my friend that's so plain for me to see when I was down, you didn't give up on me When I was on my face for the world to see You didn't turn your back, no, you carried me And I know a lot of people who loved my good deeds they looked upon me like I was some good seed But when I fell down and I began to bleed 
I found the fair with the friends is something I don't need. But you are my friend, that's so plain for me to see. When I was down, you didn't give up on me. And when I was on my face for the world to see, you didn't turn your back, no, you carried. life goes, someday you'll be down. When that day comes, I hope I can be around. When you hear my voice, well, I, I hope it's a sweet sound. You can draw strength from the friendship we found. Oh, you are my friend, that's so plain for me to see. When I was down, you didn't give up on me. When I was on my face for the world to see, you didn't turn your back, no, you carried me. You didn't turn your back, no, you carried me. You didn't turn your back, no, you carried me. Well, thanks a lot, Joe. I really love the conversation. Thanks, Ken. It's great to see you, my friend. Yeah. And I, like I said, we, I love our history, and uh, it's been great conversation. So appreciate you, and and uh, thanks so much.